We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just looking at who they were coming out, I, I think he's he's more gifted than than Justin. And I think he does things faster. You know, everything's a little bit faster. Now, Justin, obviously, speed-wise, is on, is on his own level there. But just in terms of quick feet, quick hands, quickly getting from one to two to three, I've seen Caleb do those things. Um, and, you know, there's just some instinctual stuff that he has, some creativity you know, some magic, whatever you want to call it. Um, he has that. So um, he's a higher, he's a higher graded prospect entering into this portion of the process. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on sports radio, 670, the score. That other voice was Daniel Jeremiah NFL network. As he was a guest on the rich Eisen show, comparing Caleb Williams to Justin Fields. We'll keep that conversation hot a lot here at The Score. We're going to do it with Josh Schrock in a second. Also, this is important. Listen to this. The Parkinson Spiegel Show is hosting a QB1 town hall this Wednesday from 2 to 6 p.m. in front of a live studio audience at the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage, which is a great hangout. They'll also be joined by football experts to weigh in on the QB1 debate that everyone is talking about. That's the QB1 Town Hall with Parkins and Spiegel this Wednesday from 2 to 6 p.m. Listen live right here on 670 The Score or the Odyssey app. You can watch live on Twitch and on YouTube. As we do bring in Josh Rock from NBCSportsChicago.com on Twitter, at Shock and Awe. How you like that, Shrock? We got ourselves a town hall debate coming up wow. with the score. What how, do you got? What do you got? How about, that? how about that? You guys are pulling out all the stops, huh? Hey, look, man. Somebody <laughs> in town eventually was going to beat us to the punch. That's this right. needed a town hall. If we hadn't done it, somebody else would have done a truck. Exactly. Yeah. You got, you got to let people's uh, voices be heard. I haven't heard any opinions on this yet. So I'm excited <laughs> to see what people got. Oh man. Well, let, uh, I'm just catching up with you a little bit, Josh. I haven't talked yep. to you for a little bit. Haven't seen you since the, the season ended. So where are you? Let's start there. Let's start at the base of where are you on what you think the bears should do with that number one overall pick? Yeah, I think all things considered, um, I think they have to draft a quarterback. Uh, I don't know if that's Caleb Williams. I think the Bears are pretty early in the evaluation stage, but I think overall they have to they have to take a quarterback at one. I think uh, Justin deserves a ton of credit for working hard. He's gotten better. He's in a terrible situation for three years. He's, he's fought through a lot. Uh, but it just hasn't been consistently what you need as a passer to win at a high level. I mean, the fourth quarter stats, Grody, are just, they're incredibly damning. Like, I like Justin. The special plays with his feet are, they're incredible. It's a lot of fun to watch when he breaks out of three sacks and goes for 60 yards. But, you know, you can't be the 36th-ranked passer in the fourth quarter ahead of only Bailey Zappi. That's just not going to get it done. Um, and then you throw in the contract stuff where, you know, you only got one year left of, an affordable deal, then it goes to 22 with the fifth year, and then you got to pay him. So if you stick with Justin, you're basically saying, hey, in two years, we're really comfortable paying you 40 to $50 million a year, and I just don't think he's shown that. 
Yeah, I I agree. And is would Caleb Williams be the guy you think the Bears should draft? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I personally I personally think so. Um, I really I really like Drake May. Okay. Uh, but but I think what Caleb what Caleb does is if he checks the character boxes, you know, when the Bears meet him, I think that the arm talent, the accuracy, the off script ability, the improvisational stuff, all that is really really special. So. If they're comfortable with him as, you know, a person, teammate, leader, maturity-wise, I think I think he's it. But I, I do really like Drake May just because um, he reminds me of Justin Herbert. And you know where you know where my heart lies with Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt about it. Um, I like hearing that because I have been very focused on Caleb Williams. It feels like that's what mm-hmm. we talk about more than anybody. But yeah. I think that, and I I mentioned it at some point in time today that when we started to look ahead to this draft a couple of years ago, Drake May's name was coming up then. He's not some new revelation at all, is he, Josh? Tell us right. more about him. No. no, no. He's, I mean, he's a prototypical, you know, big pocket passer. He's got a massive arm. Uh, he had a really, really good 2022. Little shaky last season. I mean, a lot of that, you know, they lost a lot of talent at Carolina. Uh, didn't have many playmakers. The line was pretty bad. He was, I mean, he had, he had some really bad moments. He was inaccurate. He was, uh, kind of turnover prone. Um, but I think the, the, the complete package is, is really special. Um, I think maybe what he does is, I don't want to say more reliable. Cause I think what Caleb does is, is very rare and very special, but I think guys like Caleb, if everything around them isn't right, like it can, it can go a little, a little wonky, right? At SC, they kind of allow Caleb to just play hero ball. Like, <laughs> there's not a ton of on-script coaching stuff. It's like, hey, our defense is really bad. <laughs> you know, run run around and make a play. Right. And if the bear, you know, the Bears aren't uh, historically grody great at really, <laughs> really putting the putting the structure around the quarterback. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk to Shane Waldron hopefully uh, soon, and hopefully hopefully that changes. But with Caleb, you know, if the structure's not there and the coaching's not there, that can get a little off the rails. Whereas, like, I think a guy like May might need a little bit less of that. Yeah, it's funny. You know, you're bringing up historically and saying it with a wink through the telephone and i it's it's like had somebody earlier say that you know you can't look at his history with the bears and all of that and it's like no yes you can yes you can this is an organization that has not ever figured out the quarterback in our lifetime so yes you can (laughs) the past is not always for cowards and losers josh right no 100 percent. i think you can you can both say like hey it's you know, Ryan Poles has his head on his shoulders. He's made a ton of good moves. Uh, Shane Waldron and the new coaching staff look look like all A-plus hires, but for 35 years, the Bears have been searching and drafting and signing and trading, and guess what? None of it's really worked out, so, so there's clearly something there. You mentioned Waldron, and now that's got me yeah. thinking about it. Were you surprised that Luke Getze got a gig as fast as he did? Yeah, I, I really was. I think when the you know when it first leaked out that he was interviewing – for the Raiders job, my initial inclination was, oh, it's kind of like the Bears interviewing Cliff Kingsbury for Caleb Williams until the Raiders are maybe interested in trading for Fields and they're going to interview Getsy and just kind of pick his brain and call it a day. And then I thought Luke would probably end up, you know, in some sort of role with the Jets because he's one of Rogers' guys and the Jets are just collecting Rogers' guys. And um, I think it says something that you know, Luke got a job as fast as he did. I thought what Antonio Pierce said when he hired him about the Tyson Bajan game, basically saying like, Hey, you know, they, they kicked our butt with a guy at quarterback I've never mm. heard of and a run back that I didn't know. And that has uh-huh. to have something to do with Getty, which was kind of my point all along about Luke. Like the offense was very disjointed, but if I was Luke Getty, I would have pointed to that game too. and been like, Hey, look, look what I can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe he should have been giving us his resume more like Matt Eberflus was doing towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. every time we asked Luke about his uh, his future, he could have been like, hey, you remember week seven? Yeah, yeah. Tyson freaking Bajan. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, does it, I think, Josh, I think it also, or mm-hmm. I'll ask you, do you think it also says something about 
Justin Fields and one team's evaluation, they'd have to have come to the conclusion that Luke Getze's lack of perceived success was not his fault and that it may have been the quarterback's fault. Do you think that that's going too far to say that that may be an indictment on Fields as well? No, not at all. I mean, I talked to, I was at the Super Bowl, uh, what, a week and a half ago. I talked to a bunch of people from around the league and I would say not unanimous, but a majority of the consensus about the Getze hire was like, hey, the Bears offense, we don't really see that as, as a Luke Getze problem. That was more of a quarterback problem, which I thought was interesting, right? Because I think in this bubble, we kind of get inundated with like, it's all Getze. It's all Getze. Look at the, you know, the route combinations are bad. The spacing is bad. All, you know, all the screens against Minnesota. And it's like, yeah, no, I can see that. But then you talk to people outside of Chicago and who just watched the film and they're like, yeah, like a lot of it makes sense, but the quarterback piece just, just didn't fit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that, you know, that fourth quarter stuff that you mentioned is absolutely real. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to that, that other pick in the first round, Josh, you got the, (laughs) the number nine overall pick and what, man, I don't even know. I mean, I'm not asking you for players necessarily if you got a player, but what, at least what position or what direction should the bears go with that number nine pick? I mean, if they're taking a quarterback at one, which we assume they are, I think they got to go, they got to go playmaker. It's got to be wide receiver or, or Brock Bowers. In my opinion, I think I would, I think Roma Dunze, the wide receiver to Washington is a perfect compliment to DJ Moore. I love the physicality, the contested catchability, the versatility. Uh, I think he, he's a big receiver. He, he would mesh well, probably not going to be there at nine. So if he's gone, Marvin's going to be gone. Neighbors is maybe gone. If all three of those are gone, I'm probably taking the tight end Bowers out of Georgia. You can have two really good tight ends. Waldron loves two tight ends. Mm -hmm. And you just, you just got to give your quarterback more than just DJ Moore. DJ's fantastic. DJ's one of the best receivers in football, but you got, you got to have more than just one guy. So I'm going, I'm going playmaker, either wide receiver or tight end, uh, whatever that is, just, just to give Caleb, probably Caleb, Caleb or Drake more, more weapons and, and kind of a softer landing spot in year one. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to do the whole draft. No, I'm just kidding. We're gonna go with that. <laughs> all right. Round three. <laughs> Let's do the whole division, too, while we're at it here right now. Do you think that there's any I mean, I've kind of been doing this under the assumption that this wouldn't happen. But how seriously do you think Ryan Poles will take trade offers for the number one overall pick? Uh, I mean, I think knowing Ryan he'll definitely listen, right? Like if someone calls and is like, Hey, we're interested. It's like, okay, well, here's, here's the baseline, right? We've heard it's going to take a historic offer to get them off it and as it should. But I mean, if the bears, I think it depends on how the bears evaluate the quarterbacks, like when they're completely done, like when they finish the combine and the pro days that they're sitting there and it's to them, it's very negligible difference between Caleb and Drake or Caleb and Jaden Daniels. And the commanders call it too, and they're like, "Hey, we got it. We got to get Caleb. Cliff knows him. He's from DC. We're giving you whatever three ones, and you're going down yeah. the spot. Then I could see it. But if you evaluate the quarterbacks and you're like, we only like the one guy, you just got to take it. You traded the number one pick last year. It was a really smart move. It worked out, and it gave you this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta ask you too." What mm-hmm. did you think? Because I know, like, you know, Eddie Jackson this year was yeah. great mm-hmm. with the media. You and I had many great combos with with Eddie mm-hmm. Jackson this year. Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you think about Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair, the, the two veterans being released? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Cody, the writing was obviously really on the wall when he got benched midway through the season. Um, with Eddie, you know, I talked to him a lot about it at the end of the season. He he kind of seemed to understand the the financial issues at play and uh but he w- he was really adamant that he wanted to stay. I remember him telling me, you know, we sat down about three or four times at the end of the season to talk about it and he said, you know, I made I made a ton of money and I've lost and been rich and it really sucks <laughs> and I want to try I want to try to win um and I want to do it here but I, I think the writing was just on the wall with both guys right there. They're pros, pros, they're veterans. The play had declined. They were both going to be top 11 cap hits at their respective positions. Um, you know, the Bears got to figure out what they're doing with Jalen Johnson. They're probably going to have to rework DJ Moore's deal, give him a pay raise. 
Um, eventually you start running out of money and you can't have, you know, Eddie making $14 million cap hit. I think Cody was at like 11 or 12. Um, you clear some of that money. And, you know, they, they not to be callous about the NFL, it's unfair, but they served their role in the rebuild, right? They were veterans that mm-hmm. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus elected to keep on because, hey, we're rebuilding. We're going to have a ton of young guys. We need some veterans we can rely on to build this culture, to show guys how to work how to win, how to deal with losses, how to stay on the tracks. And both those guys, to their credit, were, were incredible. And I think Eddie, yeah. Eddie had a resurgent 2022, and I wonder if that foot injury doesn't happen on that turf at MetLife, huh. things, things might be different. But you remember, Gertie, I, I asked Ryan Poles about it at the end of the season presser. I asked, you know, hey, what's his future here? And he just said, we really appreciate Eddie. We think he works well with Jaquan. And, you know, the foot, the foot issue just didn't give him the season that he wanted. I think that was kind of telling Huh. Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, I was talking about that the other day. I mean, this is a guy whose career, I believe, has been stunted to a, yep. a certain degree because of injuries, not just this year, Josh, but in, in past years. It seems like he's always right. fighting to be healthy. Yep. No, no question. I think he was I think he was very valuable to this rebuild and certainly to Jaquan Brisker's development. But at a certain point, he's 29, he's going to be 30 next December athletically he was a little a little you know the foot kind of zapped him a little bit he was still very instinctual but speed was a tick down and eventually you just got to move on yep and i think you put that very well i mean both eddie jackson and cody whitehair served the the roles very well and they seem Mm -hmm. to be okay doing it i think that both those i mean they've both been around long enough (laughs) to enjoy being bears Mm -hmm. i know both i mean you might know this better, but Eddie Jackson was is is pretty established here. Like he seemed like he's he wanted to make a maybe still will make a life in Chicago. He feels like one of those guys. No question, loves Chicago. You know that's where he built his family. He told me, I mean, he told me his goal was to be on that mural in in Hallis Hall. And huh. you know, I, I I don't know if it's possible, Grody, but I wonder if when the dust settles and free agency starts, if if Eddie and the Bears kind of you know come back together on like a, mm. a cheaper. Deal. Right, like you kind of uh, look around. Maybe if a you know a con- like a real real contender isn't offering a, a decent paycheck, if it's like, hey Eddie, we do still want you back, but it's got to be a lot cheaper than fourteen million dollars. Oh man, I love thinking about that kind of stuff, and it's <clears throat> it's like full circle too because once upon a time it was Eddie Jackson was the guy, <laughs> and they were always trying to find somebody, a veteran to put it with. Whether well, it was Adrian Amos, but who went, yeah. ended up going to the Packers. But then you bring in your haha Clinton Dix, a veteran. You bring in your yep. Deshaun Gibson, a veteran. Now it's turned around, and Jaquan Risker, I assume, moving forward, yep. will probably get paid at that position. So now it's like here could maybe Eddie Jackson, a guy like that. But but I'm not wrong about that. They've they've got to be thinking about eventually paying Brisker too, right? No, yeah, no question. I think a lot of these decisions financially, like you, you got to plan two, three years down the road, right? You're going to want to pay Brisker the way Kyler Gordon's, you know, ascending. You're going to want to, you know, pay him That's a slot corner. That's a premium position. Um, so you got to start plotting that out. So yeah, those guys, those paydays are coming, especially as, as second round picks, right? So they don't have a fifth year option. So those, those extension talks can start uh, next off season. I don't think that, Elijah Hicks, because we're talking about guys on the roster. I don't think that he's ready to step into that position, or at least I don't feel like the Bears think he is. Is there any chance that he gets a crack at playing safety alongside of Brisker this year? Uh, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I think Hicks is a, for a seventh round pick. I think he's a really good depth piece. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's a starter. I think you're probably looking at you know a third round, maybe use a third round pick or a fourth round pick. On, on the replacement for Eddie, right? The guy like Javon Bullard out of Georgia might be a nice piece. And like I say, maybe maybe you draft the safety, you draft the replacement in, in the second day, and then you bring Eddie back on a cheap deal or bring another veteran in on a really cheap deal to kind of help him along. And then and then after that, it's it's brisker in the draft pick going forward. All right. On the, on the offensive line for the Bears this year, you know, now yep. Cody Whitehair wasn't starting anyway, but he was definitely he played a lot still. <laughs> whether they yeah. wanted him to or not. What do they do with the center position? That's the big deal on the offensive line. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to invest something in free agency in a veteran, I would imagine, and then look at a younger piece 
you know, round round four, round three, round four, round five, something like that. But I think you can find um, a good veteran on on an affordable contract. I mean, they have they don't have a lot of money to spend. You know, the, the number's kind of inflated, right? It's sixty eight, but draft capital fifty five, and then you're gonna probably have to tag Jalen. That's eighteen point eight. So you're you're quickly running out of money. Uh, but you can find a, an affordable veteran, I think, who can be reliable, and then and then you draft. You draft the long-term answer on, you know, the fourth or fifth round. It was quickly running out of money. You know, nobody wants to hear that, but that is the, that's the hard truth right there. Am I going to be seeing yep. you at the NFL Combine next week? Oh, of course. You'll see me, see me at okay. the Combine. You know, you, I'm, I'm always around, Brody. I know. I'm just making sure. I'm just confirming. <laughs> you never know in life. You know, I figured you would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll be there. I think we, we might have a. Uh, we might have a uh, reason to be at Hallis Hall this week, so we'll we'll check that out. Yes, that is a yeah. uh, that is a possibility. Uh, we might yeah. be meeting people, from what we yeah. understand, but uh, yeah. but we shall see. Josh, um, before we give away big time state secrets, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will talk to you soon, my friend. Thanks for jumping on. I appreciate you. All right, you're the best, Cody. Anytime. Yep, same. That is Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago. Com. And uh, you could read him there. You can check him out on Twitter at Schrock and Awe. I'm Mark Grody. I am here with you until noon. And then Rami Makloff will be coming in after me today at 3 o'clock. That's awesome. Double barrel shows on a Sunday. Live and local right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I would love to hear from you guys. We've been talking a lot about the Bears, and the question that I asked earlier and didn't really have time to get cooking on it is, yeah, we can definitely talk about the quarterback and Caleb Williams v. Justin Fields and any of those prospects that that you would like to discuss. I am interested, though, in hearing from people on what you are thinking with that number nine overall pick, whether it's position, wide receiver, whether it is, you know, defensive end, or if you have a player like I was toying with earlier with Malik Neighbors as a possibility there, or Dallas Turner, the Alabama defensive end. Where are you going with that? 312-644-6767. That is the, the number on which to text as well. You can find me on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports, and we'll get on some of these calls coming up here as we talk Bears on Chicago Sports Radio 670. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back in the program. I am here with you until noon Today, Rami Makloff getting ready. He will be in in just a bit on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score 312 
644-67-67 is the number. What would you do with that number nine pick in the first round if you are the Bears? What position? What do you like? You're a wide receiver? Thinking about a defensive end? I've got... I've had a conflict with myself today, and it is like it like I woke up with this. I don't know why I like probably because I was in hosting mode, but I was like, wait a minute, do I really want? Because I had done my mock the other night, and I thought Malik Neighbors as my guy at number nine. But then I realized the Bears could get the best defensive end in the draft too with Dallas Turner of the 11 sacks with Alabama last year, and. The intel that I've been getting is that the only defensive end that would have been better than him last year in the draft was Will Anderson, who was terrific. But all in a very deep group of defensive ends from last year to have Turner arise above those guys, it's an opinion, but an educated one, just makes me think about that a little bit more and the definite, definite need that exists for that as well before we get to a couple of those bears calls there was somebody who had wanted to because we've been all over the place today which is i like i like it we've been talking bulls and white socks and cubs and everything that said let's go to macomb folks it's chip chip you're on the score morning mark hey, good morning I just chip. To touch base on something um Yesterday, I was listening to uh, Bruce and David. Bruce had mentioned that he was looking forward to the, covering the White Sox this year uh, because he thought there'd be a better brand of baseball, you know, cleaner. He was looking forward to the, getting away from the drudgery that was last year. And it got me to thinking about, really, that's not a high bar to set. <laughs> this team isn't expected to do very well, obviously. So. Wins are what matters. It doesn't matter that they played a cleaner brand of baseball if they go out and win 71 games next year. And it got me thinking about, you know, this team and how it's gone is somewhat like the Bulls when Derrick Rose was there. It was promising when Rose was there. There looked to be a future. His injuries and some others seemed to stop everything. And it didn't look as though the team tried to do anything organizationally to cover some of that up and get back on track it seemed like they just let it go. And with the White Sox, it seemed to be that way too. When they won the division, things looked promising. Bunch of injuries come up. What do they do? Really nothing to try to improve the product. And we're running things back and hoping that we get a better outcome. I think that this all falls at the feet of the owner. And I don't see anything getting better. And when, as I mentioned, the bar is so low for people saying, well, I'm looking forward to just seeing them play cleaner baseball. Well, great. I want to see wins. I want to see a team that's going to contend for a division title, if not a higher playoff seed than maybe getting into a play-in game type of situation. Yeah. I don't think we've placed enough. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it, we talk a lot about Reinsdorf, but especially now, too, with what's going on with this new stadium talk and things like that. The priorities from this ownership group do not seem to be trying to get a winning organization or team out there year in and year out, at least one that's going to be competitive enough. It seems to me that their objective is getting the stadium deal done and doing so at the cheapest cost to them, which also seems to be the approach they take with the Bulls and with the White Sox in hoping that an outcome will be great for little investment into it. And I wanted to get your thought on this core, on this parallel between the two. Yeah, thank, thanks, Chip. Yeah, I mean, there, there are definitely – parallels between the the organizations which is natural because yes Jerry Reinsdorf runs both of these organizations so there, there are definitely agreed frustrating parallels that exist one of the problems is and you don't know if it's the chicken or the egg is it the owner or the GM the biggest problem with both of the, these organizations the White Sox and the Bulls is that they've waited too long both organizations have waited too long to make changes in their roster. Like, it's happening in real time with the Bulls. Like, we are watching the Bulls be late right now. <laughs> we are watching the Bulls be late. We saw it with the White Sox. And now they have just now started to break things up. 
that things aren't going to be looking exactly the same. But that's been the big problem for both of these organizations that they've waited too long. Now, in the case, and, and like that theme goes to the White Sox perfectly with the firing of Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. Jerry Reinsdorf probably waited too long to do that. The, the, the loyalty factor that played in with all of that, it took too long for that to occur, but it was a sh- I mean, it, it's practically a remember where you were day when you heard that those two were, were fired. And I was pulling out of Hallis Hall, listening to the afternoon show, listening to Parkinson Spiegel. Like, that was huge. That was massive. It really was seismic on the on the Chicago landscape. If if you're here, you know. <laughs> if you are of us, you know how massive that was. And it, it vibrated throughout baseball as well, but not the way it sort of just rocked here. And then the problem was, and I know I'm just like reliving this right now for White Sox fans, is that you then decide to, okay, you moved on from these guys, hallelujah, whether you like them or not, and God bless both. Both had some some modicum of success throughout their time, but it was time for big change with the White Sox, and then they didn't change anything. <laughs> it's the same manager, and they promote Chris Getz from within. So, so yeah, there. I mean, there, there should be skepticism in terms of how the, these organizations are being run right now with, and I, I'm, you know, trying to keep it to the, the actual product on the field where they just, both organizations are stuck because they waited too long. 312-644-6767 is the number. John is on the road. Hello, John, you're on the score. Yeah, how you doing, Grody? Good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, so... I'm I'm probably uh, in the 35% that wants to trade the number one pick. Okay. And I've got a couple of thoughts on that. Sure. I'd, I'd love to stay in the top three, still get Harrison, uh, because I think he's going to be just a spectacular pro. <laughs> but I look back at the trade last year as the example, because, I mean, we got uh, DJ Moore – we got. We still ended up with a great addition to our offensive line. Well, Darnell we Wright, Tyreek Stevenson. Yeah, yep. and we and we turned yep. we turned you know another you know into another another good pick. Uh, and, and and we still have the number one pick this year. Yeah. And so I look at that trade and I think about if we could get something similar, stay in the top, get an additional pick next year. If we stay in the top three, the chances are we're going to have another top five pick next year because <laughs> I, I think like the Patriots, with a new quarterback and a new coach, who's who's to say we don't get the number one pick again? Yeah, yeah. Hey, who knows? Hey, let's just keep doing this. I'm down to, to keep doing this party, uh, John. I appreciate the call. I will say this, you know, you know, you guys know where I stand. I would like the Bears to draft Caleb Williams at number one overall, but I'm all ears for, to people who want that pick traded because I like hearing some of the creativity. It is nice to see how it works. It did work out really well last year. Trade If you can get past the fact that they don't have C.J. Stroud on their roster right now, it did work out. And you could just, you know, I mentioned the other names and the you know what came out of it with Darnell Wright and Tyreek Stevenson, but if you could just drill in on, when we're talking about the season, D.J. Moore, that could not have worked better. I mean, it was. It, it turns out to be a fantastic star on the resume of Ryan Poles. It definitely, I don't know if it makes you forget it, but at least it. I think it neutralizes the whole Chase Claypool thing. Is that possible? If we're talking about grading, can it? you're never going to forget that, but it kind of neutralizes it a little bit. If that didn't, then the Montez Sweat deal, maybe it is wiped away. I don't know how you grade that. Do we just forget about the Chase Claypool thing and just let it let it be? No, I think if there's another mistake, then we go back to the Chase Claypool thing. It's got to work out one of those those ways. Um, but that's that's a good call. No, no doubt about it. 
um, the the idea of trading the number one pick. While I don't want them to do that, I think it's fascinating to think about. And if they did do it, then you just go with it and say, well, like this first round pick here, this pick here, that pick next year, and who knows exactly where it takes you. So none of it, to me, is uninteresting. I'll put it that way. Let's go to John in Farmington. How you doing, John? You're on the score. Oh, we lost. We lost John. Too many Johns. Um, how about Tracy on the south side? What's going on, Tracy? How you doing? Tracy, I'm uh, great. How are you? It's good to hear your voice. Uh, I want him to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a great player. Where would you grab him? You grab him at nine there? No, I, I'll grab Marvin Harrison Jr. at first. Oh, you'd go number one overall. Oh, yes. <laughs> say, say more. And and the next pick will be the tight end out of Georgia. Okay, we were just talking about him with uh, with Josh Schrock, as a matter of fact. I, I will I will build around fields. I will build around fields. Okay. Those will be my first two picks. Okay. Hey Tracy, did you hear the uh, the Grobber special the other night? I heard some of it. Okay. I, I wish I could. <laughs> I didn't get to hear all of it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good to hear your voice. It really is. I, I pre- it's good to hear yours, too. Yeah. Can I ask you one more question for you? Of course you can, Tracy, of course. Uh, 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 what? What? Who's the best offensive lineman that we could get to help with fields that you see so far? Ooh, wow. Well, I'll tell you, I do have, I do have the Bears taking an offensive lineman in – the in the fourth round does that do anything for you um guy by the name of matt lee he's a Mm -hmm. center slash guard played one year at miami and that was last year they definitely need a center and they they definitely definitely, and they could definitely and even if he's just depth at guard you got to be on the lookout for that but no but actually i don't have all the the big time old linemen in front of me right now tracy but i was told um, who was it? Mike Renner told me the, of the Lockdown Network that 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 there are re- some big time, really good talent at offensive line in this draft. I, I was thinking about the center out of out of Notre Dame. Oh, I don't have the name. Uh, jo- oh, Joel, Joel. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You're keeping me honest here, Tracy. <laughs> You're all over me, man. Yeah. What else you want to talk about? Is that it? <laughs> That's it for the what else you got for me? Uh, Tracy, I'm going to have more. Well, I know you draft. are. <laughs> Tracy, I'm going to be on tomorrow as well. I think 10 to 1 or 10 to 2, something like that. So you call tomorrow and you can quiz me again. How about that? Sounds good. All right. Take care. That's Tracy from the south side. I haven't heard Tr- Tracy's been listening to the score for a little while now. She was a big Grobber fan, and I thought I rec- I recognized the voice. Let's go to Mike from Orland Park. Hello, Mike. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. Um, I got a qu- couple questions for you, Mark. Like, um, because I don't know how – can the Bears go to Justin Fields right now and offer him a deal um, ahead of his contract for, like, say, five years at $15, 20000000 a year? Sure. Something like that. And, sure. And they could do that, right? Because that's about where he what he's worth right now. You know what I mean? I'd put him in the Jordan Love money and, you know, somewhere around there. And I, I think if they, if they could do that deal, I would keep Justin Fields. Other than that, they got to trade him. Yeah. And they got to get, you know, Caleb Williams or, like, you know, another quarterback. But if they could do that um, and for the ninth pick, I would take, you know, who you know, it depends on who's left. You know that, Mark. You know, it could be Rome. It could be a bunch of guys, Malik Neighbors. It could be a bunch right, of uh, – right. depending on what direction they want to go with, maybe go get that kid out of UCLA, um, the edge, or, or – uh, I'm, I'm more – I'm team I – mean, yeah, yep, Dallas Turner. Yep, I, I, yep. Mean, I mean, those guys. And then – but where do you think J.J. McCarthy's going to go? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a great question. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Um, oh man, it's I'm I'm, la- I'm only laughing because I was I did a show with Hub the other night, and Hubs thinks he's going to be the best pro 
Didn't necessarily say he was the best prospect right now, but he thinks when it's all said and done, J.J. McCarthy. But you must take into account, love you, Hub. Hub is a Michigan guy. So I do think there's a little bit of Michigan goggles going on there still, Hub. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We talked about this on the radio. So I feel comfortable talking about it again right now. So, but I, you know, I got Caleb Williams, number one, Drake May, number two. Um, Jay, I go Jaden Daniels, number three, Bo Nix, four, Penix, five. Sorry, J.J. McCarthy is six. And it's just because, I mean, he was very protected in that offense and the, the lower volume of throwing. You just don't know. And uh, maybe shame on us. If we're wrong and we don't know, but I don't know. I'm inter- I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for all those guys, man. Because I, mean, I like we're talking about Caleb Williams and Drake May so much, but one of those other guys, you know, Daniels, Penix, Nick's one of those guys, McCarthy, somebody else is going to pop. You know, one of those other guys is going to be really good or maybe even the best of the bunch. I do not rule that out. I've just chosen a lane. That's that's really the way it is right now. Um, when we return, something incredible happened yesterday on the score on a show that I was a part of for man a decade on the score it happened yesterday and it was pretty incredible it's coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back. Take a little Def Leppard hysteria right there. Hey, they're at Wrigley Field again this summer. I think they're with Journey, I want to say. Again, like that's happened, like that always happens, actually. (laughs) Like it's some novel thing. Oh, hey, Journey and Def Leppard are linking up. What do you know? They do that often. I give Def Leppard a lot of credit, though. I did like Def Leppard when I was in high school. I did. That that was when they were hot and they were all that stuff was being played on the radio. And I remember going to, I guess it was the Rosemont Horizon then to see them. I thought they kind of rocked, you know. Pyromania was, you know, that was a little harder, a little edgier. And then, you know, Hysteria sold out a little bit, but they still kind of rocked. Then they went down the tubes quite a bit when, you know, grunge took over and they literally were on the the state fair route. Because I remember because I worked in Springfield, Illinois, and they came to the state fair. That was part of their revival when a lot of these glam bands or pop rock bands kind of had to duck out for a little while while the grunger you know grungers me uh did their thing and now they're kind of back full blast selling out wrigley field so good on def leopard i threaten to go every year but i'll be going to the I, at least i hope to be going to the to the pearl jam shows there's a couple of pearl jam shows lined up and you know what i found out Earlier this year at the United Center, they still got it. They still got it. So do I. 
because I still enjoy the hell out of going to stadiums and watching and enjoying live music. What I really wanted to tell you guys, though, and if you want to sneak in a final call, feel free. 312-644-6767 is the number. There's a show on Saturday mornings hosted by Steve Rosenblum called Saturday Suckage. A- I also don't understand, or maybe I should just applaud you for having the self-confidence to label your own show Saturday Suckage. Bob, it, it, it happened naturally. It was organically. We we're not trying to run. In fact, we do it as a public service. I suck, so you don't have to. You know, self self awareness is an important step in life. So, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) I was going to give it a little more build up. We got itchy trigger back there. It's okay though, Tyler, because it actually was perfect. I know my fault, Grody. No, no, dude, it's okay. It actually worked out well. I mean, why do I have to give all this context? People know, but uh, I want to. I do want to hear it again anyway. Hold on, Tyler. Hold on. Hold on. Um, But that it's just so funny. Bob Costas on with Steve Rosenblum. This was this again. This was just yesterday for people who don't know because this is kind of an alternative time to be talking sports at large right now so for people who don't know steve rosenblum and i created a show that we used to co-host on saturdays called saturday suckage where we just everything sucks blah blah, you know blossoming out from from negative text messages and we just made it into our our own shtick so and a lot of you listening like yeah we know we know we know because we heard that crap and we still hear that crap on Saturdays and uh, it's really good stuff though from from Steve Rosen and then he has Bob Costas on yesterday and he reduces Bob Costas to this which you will hear again I also don't understand or maybe I should just applaud you for having the self-confidence to label your own show Saturday Suckage Bob it 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 happened naturally it was organically we we're not trying to run. In fact, we do it as a public service. I suck, so you don't have to. Well, so. You know, self self awareness is an important step in life. So, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Just so funny. It's like when when I hear somebody like Bob Costas on the radio, like a guy like that. I'm always rooting for the, whoever is hosting the show, and it's been me in the past. I think I was a co-host there, so I was rooting for me, like because I want the, you know I want the national guys to be impressed with what we do here in Chicago. So I was like literally rooting for Steve, and I'm like, that's a win for my guy Rosenblum to be able to have the presence of mind to keep the Saturday sucking shtick going with the great Bob Costas. Not that Bob Costas is like bereft of personality. Bob Costas is not. Like some stuffy old school, you know, sports anchor. The man has a point of view and he has a personality and he has a sense of humor and all that. But he's still Bob Costas. He usually, at this point in his career, he, he is not a guy that's always going to be playing in the sandbox when it comes to really getting down and dirty in the sports talk radio realm the way we do. So it was just, it was something to hear Bob Costas yesterday. And and yes, uh, Rosenblum played it every every ten minutes or so, and I have a feeling it will be a permanent fixture of what goes on around here on Saturday mornings as well. Farangal, you've had the honor of producing Saturday Suckage. You were not there for that moment, though, were you? No, I was not. It was actually okay. Robbie Triano who was producing oh, for Rose yesterday. Oh, Robbie, 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 yes. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Robbie. I met Robbie in the hallway at the score uh, maybe now months ago, and I we had a thing going for a little while where I would see him, and I'd be like, oh, hey, didn't I meet you in the hallway? I think I might have done that like three times uh, before we finally got on track. So Robbie, okay. Our he Detroit fan, Robbie Triano here at the uh, score. Ooh, ooh, wow, those are some uh, some frightful waters that he is walking in there. But guess what? Uh, Robbie wins um, based on football right now. Yes, he does. Sure. That's for sure. Um, text from the 815. The skill guys blocking top defensive ends and non-open wide receivers are all Justin's fault now. 
Uh, this is some of the worst football analysis that I have heard. I don't know. I would counter that, sir or ma'am, by saying that you're giving last year's off-season excuses for Justin Fields. And I know it's not all there, but there was enough in place this year to have expected more from Justin Fields. How about that? Like, it wasn't bad. And of course, there are moments where, plenty of moments, in fact, where it's not his fault, where the offensive line broke down, or somebody else better get open other than DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney, when you get opportunities, you better catch the football. Where are you at, Darnell Mooney? Where are you? Valus Jones Jr.? Oh, another drop for you. Okay. So, yeah, no, it does happen. The the Equinemia St. Brown connection really slowed down this year, that's for sure. And, you know, but some of that's Justin Fields, too. Tyler Scott. Man, I, I had hoped for bigger things out of him last year. But, hey, he was a rookie, so he gets the rookie pass. Maybe big things from Tyler Scott this year. Thanks to everybody for listening. This was an absolute treat to get to talk to you guys on a Sunday morning. I'll be back tomorrow in for Bernstein and Holmes, 10 to 1 tomorrow here on The Score. So if you want more, that's where you can get it. Thanks to Bruce Levine. Thanks to Mark Chanowski. Thanks to Josh Schrock as well. well, And our guy Tyler Farringol producing this here show. Keep it right here, though, man. Rami Makloff is coming up next, live and local on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You know, you're actually baby LP because we both went to Lake Park. You are considerably younger than I, so you're baby LP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.